this is Heavy Radio. This is the Oregon Tour Stop. Yeah. And uh, we have uh, some amazing guests. Uh, we have Sabine Stangenberg and Joey Demartini from Stoned Phoenix. And they have an album that's just hot off the oh. press. Hey, thanks hey. for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. And um, so... Uh, got a chance to dig into it a little bit, but um, uh, just, I guess, what's the best way for people to go and, and check this album out and, and buy it from you? Probably on our Bandcamp, which is just Bandcamp Stone Phoenix. Um, it's on all the streaming and that, and we're on Facebook and Instagram, but Bandcamp's the best way to get merch or download the album. We'll have a CD soon, yep. and we'll have that up there, too. Sweet. Um, I'm a personally a big fan of Bandcamp, and I'm I'm a little um, curious of what will happen. So I know they just changed hands. It sounds like, but hopefully they uh, stay just as good or get better. Yeah, I'm out of the loop. I know they. You know, it's it's a pretty good resource. Everyone, everyone's on there. It seems like the main go to. Yeah, for all the indie bands, it's the great place to find all new music. Yeah, that's uh, that's been my feeling for some time. So they definitely got a good thing going, um, and we uh, we usually get into a little bit of background when we hit a hit up a tour stop. Um, so what I found interesting is about uh, how Oregon has kind of this, you know, really intense and uh, range of of uh, scenery. It's a bit almost like rainforest in some places and deserts and in, in others and and uh, just awesome geographically and it kind of like comes out in the music when I look through like kind of the history of the area you got kind of um, a lot of subgenres going back to like indigenous music and then rock and roll metal country rhythm and blues jazz pop like punk there was some intense punk stuff going on there. Um, and then even in in metal, you got it looked like there's a doom community and a black metal community um, throughout playing in that uh, state. Have you encountered that, that there's kind of a lot of different uh, styles of music scenes going on? Absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty diverse. I think you nailed it as far as just the geography is diverse. I think it's a place where a lot of people from around the, the, the country move to. Also, we've met a lot of people from different um, from the Midwest, you know, mm -hmm. from California, East from Coast. East Coast, mm -hmm. they actually move here. And um, as far as the music goes, there's definitely, we're most familiar with like the Stoner Doom scene and kind mm -hmm. of that, there's also the the metal, you know, the black metal and the metal scene and the thrash scene and the hard rock, that's all kind of in there. But there's a lot of like jazz, definitely punk. And I know even going back like 30 years, there's been a solid punk rock, kind of alternative punk, I guess. I don't know really how to call it alternative punk rock kind of <laughs> yeah always yeah, so, been here i don't yeah. mean alternative like new now alternative but like yeah you know, kind of weird they're weird you know it's like hard rock and punk mm -hmm. and just kind of uh, they just uh, i mean garage rock you know there's a lot of basements in portland so i think there's a lot of basement rock and yeah. garage rock that they just kind of got their amps out and cranked out riffs and you know whatever kind of catches catch can rock and roll style that's cool that the uh, local scene can support that diverse of a, um, you know, different bands and everything and different styles. That's cool that people yeah. out there supporting that. Yeah. 
I actually love that description you just said, and I I, I think of it from the the wrestling history, but yeah, <laughs> but yes, I, I love it as a as a description of the of the music there. Music. And scene. actually, I think some of the shows kind of look like that. It kind of looks like a a, a a you know not quite pro wrestling event. It gets right. a, it gets a little crazy sometimes. <laughs> some garbage cans around and stuff. You know, <laughs> Nothing chicken. wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, and I also came across, they got, you know, really, truly, um, like they have a, a Bach festival, apparently, in Oregon. So so even, you know, classical music still yeah, represented, so. dance music. Um, we got a pick-a-thon, so it looks like bluegrass is covered, and um, some EDM yeah. even. So yeah, they do the blues fest down by the waterfront up here in Portland every year. Yep, they have a big blues and fest. Isn't there a Shakespeare festival down in uh... down in Ashland? Yeah, yeah. there's a whole Shakespeare oh, nice. a whole week of festivities. Oh, I think. Yeah, I would be uh, anytime I do uh, encounter Shakespeare or Shakespeare entire uh, inspired um, art. It, for some reason, it always makes me think of, of heavy metals. <laughs> Or, or just heavy in general like there's a lot of good inspiration and song titles running around in there <laughs> and the classical music yeah yeah all. yeah totally um uh actually we uh i guess uh bruce campbell has been calling oregon home and uh eric and i got to run into him a couple times at some some conventions and festivals um so so i don't know uh I feel like if if he can uh, dig it there, it's probably a pretty good spot. <laughs> it makes me think because Dark Horse is up here. Totally. You know, a lot of comics, a lot of comic, like you mentioned, wrestling, comics, role-playing games. It's all pretty strong up here. Yeah. You know, Sci-fi and horror movies and stuff. That's it's, what we kind of originally really liked about uh, Oregon and coming up here was that you could just be a nerd and just not... <laughs> not be yeah. ashamed about it you know yeah just be it's yourself yeah. it's yeah. weird up here yeah no it's sad so you guys um saying you've been there for 20 years now you've probably seen that whole like i remember when we were in like uh high school it was like something you'd hide like video games comic books and now it's like so mainstream i didn't know dark horse was up there i've been reading them since i was like a kid so that's red yeah yeah we've definitely been nerdy like that Always. always yeah yeah we've always been nerdy like yeah that. it was it was just me coming up so to, uh oh, go ahead it was just cool coming up to portland and just you know being able to embrace it yes yeah yeah um so speaking of that stoned phoenix you got this uh this new album and when I, I actually, I love when I wind up catching up with people that I actually found organically. So I saw you two live playing in Disenchanter at a stop on the road here in my home city. Um, and then that was how I, I saw the music. And then I bought the, the album, um, which I still spin pretty, pretty uh, on the reg. So that was a strange creations Awesome. Yep. And um so so same lineup though in both both bands, right? Uh well Sabine and I have been we started out Disenchanter in like 2012. We started we started writing the songs in 2010 and 2011. And then we actually played we had a drummer in California and another guitar player actually. 
And then we lost those guys when we moved to Oregon. We came back to Oregon. Actually, we had already been here. We we were here for a little while. Then we went back to California, started playing the music and came back up. And um, I was playing with these guys on bass in their band. And we started rehearsing at their studio. And we kind of took their drummer with us for a while. So we've had kind of rotating drummers. So that it's always been Sabine and I, but there's always been a different drummer. And we even did a few shows, just guitar, mm. bass for a little bit in the beginning. Uh -huh. um, and then this band, so that, that band always had a, had a drummer and I played bass, Disenchanter. And then uh, this band, I switched mm -hmm. over to drums. So there's just the two of us. Yeah, it's just two people. Just guitar and, and drums, no bass on the, in, in Stone Phoenix. Nice. The um, We always kind of like to go to, to people's roots where they kind of first cross paths with the, uh, I guess what they first considered as heavy, heavy metal, hard rock, we'll take it as you will. Um, what, uh, what comes to mind for, for you two, when you think of like, this was the first needle drop of something that, that is really heavy or, or rock and roll or punk. What you got? Oh, well, I mean, in high school, we had a friend who like, Oh, Terry, he always like, he used to just give me like stacks of, of vinyl and just he'd be like okay listen to this so i would just borrow his his vinyl for like a week and i'd listen to it and so the first album that i really listened to was um metallica ride the lightning and that just a good one yeah yeah so that was the one that that really got me i mean before that there was you know scorpions and motley crew on cassette but that was really like the first time i was Metallica was like the first fucking rash. I was going to say Metallica as well. That's probably the first like metal. Before that for me was ACDC because right. even in sixth grade, we'd be, you know, breaking into someone's parents' liquor cabinet and mixing everything <laughs> together and cranking dirty deeds and <laughs> drinking it in the back, you know, someone's fort in their backyard or whatever. So ACDC. Yeah. All sounds about right. I mean, it's wild how like how many decades now are there people saying that same thing like yeah. like ride the lightning and back in black or ride the lightning and highway to hell like that's a, that's awesome to me because i mean i was right there with you um and i think even today if you put on like uh, the the track ride the lightning like that stands up with like some uh, I don't know, pretty much the nastiness of any any riffing and <laughs> and vocals too. I don't even yeah. I don't even think that stuff's been matched. Even I mean, there's really heavy stuff and really thrashy stuff now, but man, hard to hard to match up with those first few albums. Yeah. You know, Slayer and Metallica. And yeah, and I think even the lyrics hold up, especially like like he was this young dude just like coming out with the uh, ride the lightning and escape and and whatnot like to me that's still that stuff is still amazing yep yeah absolutely benchmarks for sure yeah definitely hard to beat right how about uh, uh oh go ahead Ray. i was gonna say i love that story because it seems like all of us at some point have had that friends like yo check this shit out <laughs> and then your life changes yeah there's like the keeper of the yeah of like the yo turn on to this darker shit. heavier side <laughs> of, of things yeah <laughs> That was Iron Maiden for me. I had a buddy totally into Maiden, turned me on to that, and that was that'll do it. Yeah. Oh, I had the weirdest. I had a little league baseball teammate who was like 
Oh, do you? I I heard you like Iron Maiden, and then he gives me like this collection of like every album they had done at the time because his grandma worked for um, I think it was whatever owned Sanctuary Records or something. Yeah. Cool. And and so like she got like the archive of Iron Maiden, and I was I did not even know I was not even ready for what happened to me after that. <laughs> I remember that. I think I, I had um, Fear of the Dark was like the only actual album i had and and then like all of a sudden oh, that, that whole uh history got dropped upon me and i, I never looked back <laughs> that's uh, the, yeah the first four albums just to blow your mind with Ooh. yeah it came it was at the point where i think the um the blaze blaley albums were the most recent so the virtual x and xi um i think was where the time period stopped um so yeah that also made me never i didn't i'm a weird cat because i never really like disliked either you know bon or brian or um bruce or blaze or like you know dio or ozzy like i just thought they're all cool man if you could have a singer that as good as either of those dudes you know you're pretty lucky <laughs> And they'd have to be pretty good to, to you know, make it into those bands. So, I mean, I, we have our favorites for sure, but mm -hmm. they're all they're all amazing, talented, yeah. talented singers. Even if I even if I kind of make fun of them sometimes, they're all, <laughs> they're all really good singers. I think, well, everybody that, you know, uh, plays the role of uh, rock and roll uh, band member, I think, deserves whatever they get you know, thrown at them and hopefully more positive than negative, but <laughs> you're going to go out there and do it. You have to take both sides anyway, you know, <laughs> Absolutely. put you put yourself out there. It's going to come at you. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so the positions you are, you're, the instruments you're playing in stone Phoenix, was that both of your, uh, original, uh, guitar and for you, Sabine and drums for you, Joey's, have you both been playing those a long time? Well, for for me, yeah, definitely uh, guitar and singing. But for, for me, Joey, I started out in like the early '90s playing guitar in bands, mm. and so I still play guitar. I write music on guitar, and then I actually broke my thumb in a pit. So me and the dudes from that band formed another band, and I hopped on bass. And then I realized, oh, it's really easy to get into a band on bass, a lot easier than competing with all the shredders on guitar. So I started playing bass and I did that for, well, I was in Disenchanter on bass. So bass kind of became my, my main instrument that most people in Oregon know me on. And then just recently I switched to drums in the last couple of years, just because of our experiences playing in Disenchanter and having kind of rotating drummers. We were like, well, I might as well play drums so we can move on with the two of us and not have that kind of third person to work with kind of, you know, it's cool to have a third person in the band and stuff, but it also gets more complicated for scheduling and, you know, collaboration and stuff with the two of us, we kind of know what we want. So mm -hmm. I've played guitar, bass and drums. Drums is my newest instrument and I'm still really green at it. Yeah. yeah. And we found, <laughs> I mean, because, guitar and bass we could do a lot we could play a lot and interweave together but it seems like having drums and guitar it seems like you can kind of 
it, it has more of a dimension. Like we know? can't really play out really anymore. We we could play out with guitar and bass like we did a few times with Disenchanter, but you know, no one's anytime you play with just with no drummer, someone's going to be like, "You need a drummer." So <laughs> we were like, "Well, you know," and it's it, you know, if you're going to jam, if you ever go to a jam session, if you play music and you know this, you go to a jam session having the drummer there, having someone on drums or you know helps yeah. tremendously. <laughs> Because at least you can just kind of riff out and there it is. Rather than guitar and bass, you can only go so far, you know, or two guitars and you're like, okay, we need a drummer, man. Mm -hmm. So that, that's how that came about. But no, drums is my newest, newest challenge. So if there were three of me, I wouldn't need anyone to play. I could just play a band. If there were three Joeys, we could just, I'd have guitar, bass, and drums. And I'll so, just sing. We could just sing and be, we'd be set. <laughs> <laughs> that's a well that might be um that might be possible in uh, in the with recent scientific developments yeah, exactly yeah ai tools <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah there could be um oh, like like bill and ted's bogus journey two robot versions of, of uh that's yeah. it of you and then there you. Were three, it would just be conflict 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 <laughs> arguing about how what's going to be right and who, <laughs> Never switching made, instruments all the time. Never yeah, there also goes that whole, you know, people usually being their their own biggest uh, critic and, and enemy. So you'd have to have that times three. <laughs> yeah. The um, uh, did you have any other questions before we weave into the uh, the tracks, Eric? Yeah, I just want to do a, a fun one. I always like to ask people when they stop by. Uh, for each of you, what like what's one current like favorite piece of your uh your live gear right now? Like guitar or a pedal or um a microphone or I guess what's your what's one of your secret weapons that you're you're loving to use live these days? I'm really digging um my V. My I have a Gibson V. Um nice. uh in Disenchanter, I, I almost exclusively played the SG, so it was kind of weird um straying from that but i really right now i'm playing um my explorer and my v and i'm really digging the v hell yeah i'm fellow v enthusiast so support that sweet for me it's like the whole drum set is my <laughs> new thing i don't know yeah I, it's 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 so new for me i changed the heads you know which was like a total what? task to do i just got some new symbols there's nothing really specific you know, I changed the spring on my kick drum pedal, all these little things that like, most people, most drummers would have, you know, are like the minimal stuff. But for me, it's like, I'm just learning how to nerd out on my kit and just, just breaking into it. So really like me playing on stage is kind of my secret weapon now because it's <laughs> no one's ever seen me. We've only done one show as Stone Phoenix. So no one who knows us has ever seen me play drums. Wow. So Nice. It's kind of like I think even some people are still kind of like, wait, there's no bass. You're not playing bass, and I'm like, there's no bass. <laughs> Just on drums, man. Mm -hmm. You got to come see it to see me either do well or totally train wreck on the kid. <laughs> yeah. you know, one or the other. That's cool to be able to jump from that though, because I like coming from guitar. Like your both hands are, you know, working towards, you know, making one sound more or less. But like on drums, like each one of your limbs is doing something completely different. Like I can't even, I can't even start. I wish I could. 
it is bizarre. You have to just start and kind of and really just, just make it. a mess of it, you know, and then it slowly comes around. But it is, it's like, I try, I say it's like, you know, the pat in your head, rubbing your stomach, chewing gum, <laughs> reciting, while reciting the alphabet backwards and writing a unicycle kind of thing. It's weird. It's a really total brain twist. Yeah. I, and it also, it, um, it does make me think of uh, just the very uh, fascinating individuals like Neil Pert and um, mm -hmm. uh, Danny Carey. Yep. Um, like, so, so I always often think like how their brain opened up from playing drums uh, probably applied to their other uh, thinking and journeys as well. <laughs> well, I think there's a lot of drummer jokes and the more I play drums, the more I'm recognizing <laughs> how accurate they all actually are. <laughs> it is it really turns you into almost i mean i'm i i don't have that drum i don't know if i have that drummer personality because no one's ever said anything but you know drummers so i'm i'm kind of wondering should i have always maybe i should have been drumming the whole time <laughs> maybe you found the right the right um, tools maybe yeah <laughs> I like playing bass though bass playing bass is awesome Oh yeah, I'm I'm I've been a bass player since I was a little kid, and um, yeah, I, I do though. I think my limit is changing the bass strings and setting up my bass. I don't know if I could could maintain the whole drum kit. <laughs> it's a trip, right. yeah, it's, yeah, it is. We've learned it's a weird. lot. I'm like, how do I tune this thing? And they're like, nobody gives you a straight answer. You know, it's like, do I tune it? You don't tune it to a certain key. You can. <laughs> you don't have to yeah, I, I love it. listening like, to drummers talk about that but it is like it's like a foreign language to me I'm like wow you do all this like all the time <laughs> yeah it's like a foreign language to me and I'm playing the drums <laughs> you can ask a guitar player or a bass player for advice and they'll have an answer you ask them for advice and they're just like I don't know man you just got to play your kit like Try all the different heads, good, good. all the different symbols try all the different tunings and it's like well that's not <laughs> an answer <laughs> that's just more questions you know you just have to not suck dude I, that's and then that's the whole other right. thing <laughs> yeah. that's well, pretty much every drummer we've played with i feel like that's what they would say you just have to not suck yep. while using both hands both feet independently of each other so crazy <laughs> find a way <laughs> yeah. stay in a guitar Exactly. <laughs> Stay on bass, man. That's the way to go. Just walk the back and roll on one string the whole time. It's great. <laughs> the uh yeah, and uh we like to weave into our tracks, but keep going with the interview as we, we go along. Um and actually my first heavy radio track for this Stone Phoenix episode is from the Stone Phoenix. This is a, a self-titled release, right? Yes. So I'm going with Defiler, which was the yeah. one that that started off first for me on uh, Bandcamp. Anyhow, sick. You like that? And uh, yeah, I I'm I'm stoked. I was stoked from the first uh, 19 seconds uh, myself. And uh, <laughs> yeah, talk about this track a little bit. Oh, I was I was honestly I was coming up. I was like I had these lyrics in my head. And it was kind of going to go for the Judas Priest vibe, you know, and then it just kind of evolved. I don't even remember where we got the riffs. This was one I think we made up in the studio. So it wasn't like 
riffs we had. No, it's like we 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 were writing some of the other stuff for a long, a long time, and then all of a sudden, in a day, we got Defiler down, and we're like, okay, do we have a new song? <laughs> so we just kind of built it um, yeah. down in the studio during practice. It's probably and, one of my favorites because it's about I don't know if you guys are familiar with like Elric and Stormbringer, this sci-fi fantasy novel about not not specifically but i mean I'm, i've heard of it but i haven't dug into it which is yeah. I, I have an intense sci-fi collection and it feels like i can never get enough so but i'll have to add that to my pile the, the author is michael moorcock and a lot of bands have done like uh deep purple has done songs about it uh oh, okay. has done songs about it and um, a whole bunch of bands. There's actually Sirith Ungol has done songs about it. Um, yeah. And there's even some bands nice. from like Eternal Champion is a more current band. And it's this, the story is about this king with a demon sword and the, these a witch and a wizard that come to try and stop him. That's basically the theme of the song. Yeah. It's my favorite song. That's familiar now. I nice. didn't know that. I knew the Deep Purple song. I didn't know this was based on. That's yeah, uh, the, the books are really short. Actually, they're only a couple hundred pages long, and they're easy reads. But they're great. They're great. Check them out. I want to say yeah, I have, have um, I have a lot of stuff by Alan Moore, and I think he he was friends. Maybe um, I think so. They're both British. They guys. they definitely cross paths and spoke highly of each other, uh, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I think so. Michael Moorcock's just old, and Alan Moore is a little more current than Moorcock. Moorcock's like from the 60s. I don't know Alan Moore's from the more... Yeah, I would guess he's probably a decade or so younger, maybe. But then, yeah, I don't think his stuff really got, like, mainstream until they started making, you know, uh, um, V for Vendetta into a movie and all that. Right. Um, But yeah, no, that's... The right. Moorcock stuff has has branched into pop culture with like these. I don't know. We've never really watched Game of Thrones. It's not Game of Thrones, is it? Maybe it's The Witcher. I think the it's Witcher. called The Witcher. It's kind of reminiscent of the Elric stuff. So there's a lot of current, you know, pop culture stuff crossover and stuff like that. We try to throw that into all our tunes too, a little bit. Nice. 60s, 70s, 80s, sci-fi fantasy, sci-fi fantasy, pop culture, and metal culture stuff in there. Nice. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll move on to uh, Stone Phoenix, the first track that you're adding to the uh, playlist. What um, what what track are you guys bringing to the table? First of, of our tunes or of the ones we like? Uh, the ones that you've chosen for the uh, for the playlist. Probably Def Leppard, Answer to the Master. Yeah. Off of I think that's On Through the Night. On Through the Night. Yeah. Yeah. That I have that LP and it's uh it's probably one of my more most worn out LPs because yeah. I, I do I am a fan of that, especially early Def Leppard. Yeah, yeah. got all the Shanker riffs on there. Not that he's in the band, just that the riffs are so weird and yeah. Um and almost uh it almost like yeah, it was way heavy and way ahead of what a lot of people were doing, I think, when that actually was recorded. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people know the more current Pyromania and on Def Leppard, but those first two albums are, are I think, 
as current, you know, as as solid as anything they released later. De mm -hmm. Definitely yeah. more hard rock and metal than what they released later. The yeah, and there was an EP too, right? I know it. It didn't. It actually had like a leopard on the front, if I remember right, and like a Victrola or something. I know that. Oh, yeah, that one had some cool stuff on it. I think those a couple. I don't know if it's some of the same tracks from On Through the Night or all different, Probably but it's pretty ripping like too. First release their demo type EP. Sabine's looking it up right now. We're like, wait, what? Huh? Like, okay. Yeah, I think it's like a really crude drawing of like a leopard listening yeah, to a record. Yeah, like the or phonographs something. hurting or something, right. or I'm losing my mind. I thought that's yeah. I, well, since we both remember, yeah, it, yeah, it is. Think... It's a really crappy drawing of a leopard and the phonograph, like like the RCA dog or Victrola dog or something. Right. The I know there's something on there that's not on other stuff. That there's something really bitching. I just have to. It's not totally crappy. It's it's just. It's just a, a black and white line. Oh, yeah. right into yeah, the well, sun, I think. Well, yeah, check out that track, Right into the sun. It was either that or Get Your Rocks Off or, and, or the Overture. Either the whole thing is amazing. I know there's some good shit in there, though. Check out. Um, yeah, we've been listening to that one a lot. Uh, we really like the song Answer to the Master just because, like, no one, everyone plays all the other songs. Like, if I see somebody post it somewhere online, they pay, they never throw answer to the master out and i really like it it's got this michael shanker riff to it and i like the the lyrical content because it's kind of like a uh what's it called when you ask a, it's 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 like a riddle it's like a what's what, what are they talking about it's kind of the question i always ask people do you know what they're talking about and no one ever listens to the song yeah no one ever um, knows what they're talking about yeah and i i so i didn't I never got to see Def Leppard early on, of course, but I did. I saw him more recently a few times. And I, who really stood out to me was Rick Savage, like the bass player. Like he was it, live tone was so good. And uh, he, he was really upfront in the mix. And then also he still looks like a total badass. Yeah. Um, right. Never changed from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, that was well. Then it was also awesome to see Vivian Campbell, um, as well, which is a really you know interesting crossing of, of paths that's I guess been going on for a while now. But yeah, I got to see uh, that those Dio tours, those early Dio. I saw uh, Last in Line, and D I always love Vivian Campbell. Dude's a shredder. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and yeah we um but yeah no definitely check out that ep and yeah that's a great track awesome um uh, getting some on through the night uh some music from that record on the playlist and uh eric what's uh what do you got yeah uh my first pick for the week is from samson and this is earth mother and it's i guess you'd say it's a, a ballad it's got a giant bruce dickinson chorus to it um I love that song. It's probably my favorite Samson song. And uh, I guess at least in my opinion, you can hear that um, he's ready to branch out. So I think that was the last record he did before he um, jumped over to Maiden. So uh, you could see that he was definitely ready to stretch his wings. And what, a, what would be next would be uh, Number of the Beast. So, um, but it's, his chops are there. His writing ability is all there. So, um, but yeah, I just love this song. It's stuck in my head. And uh, yeah, so I had to give a shout out to samson and earth mother well classic nice um 
yeah, Bruce is one of those people that I think like, I don't even think he should be one of his first recordings I know of is that song Dracula. And I don't even know what band it is, but like, dude, you, most people wouldn't just want their first recording ever out there. And uh, he was, uh, I thought he sounded pretty damn good for just being like a raw, you know, whatever. You can hear his like his idiosyncrasies, his Dickinsonness is, is there still formed? Right. Oh, it's from, was it say rare from 1980. Yeah, I knew from the hearing that or something. Uh, hearing that, uh, like his tryouts with Iron Maiden is pretty crazy too. Yeah, you'd probably have to work it to be to jump into Maiden, but I had to put on a good show. Yeah, definitely. I think he won Steve over with his whole uh, <laughs> hyping up the crowd, high energy antics. And then you know probably it came to to annoy him from jumping time off, to time as well. Off <laughs> when you're off stage, then you're like, "All right, dude, the crowd is gone, and um, you can turn it off now." <laughs> he doesn't turn it off. Yeah. Right. He just gets no, the he airplane. Flies the airplane. I saw him uh, do his spoken word. Actually, that came through. some of the weirdest stuff comes through uh, Des Moines here, but I'm here for it. Um, Bruce uh, Dickinson did like a spoken word here, not far from my house, and it was pretty awesome. I think every time he does a show, he does a little open uh, spoken word right before as well these yeah. days. <laughs> Basically, or before every song. <laughs> yep. Hold back. <laughs> the um, so the next track I am going with is. Uh, um, I'm curious to hear if you have heard of these cats, uh, Sabine or Joey, but um, I was kind of just digging into how Oregon has a lot of like cryptid stuff going on, like cryptids and and creatures that people talk about, and then also haunted places and these things called the Shanghai Tunnels. Um, You ever heard tell of that? Yeah, we've heard about the underground tunnels in in Portland, and apparently there's a whole underground, I don't know if there's a community. Yeah, the stories were like that people would like kidnap people to be sailors and that sort of thing. Um, But there's kind of like some debate as to how much actually happened and what's legend and all that, but still pretty, pretty interesting stuff. But um, uh, this this uh, after listening to this music and this band, it kind of uh, made a lot of sense that that's the the space it was coming out of. It's a Doctor Mastermind, and um, the uh, the track um, is uh, it's actually Domination from their album Doctor Mastermind, and um, this was actually Dean Castronova was the original drummer in this band. Um, and uh, Dean would go on to play in Journey um, at some point. And uh, uh, I think he, he played maybe with, yeah, he was on Osmosis, um, did the studio drums on the Osmosis, the Ozzy album. Uh, he toured on part of his, uh, part of his uh, Retirement Sucks tour. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, I had a buddy recently, James, who recently passed away. So rest in peace, James, who played with Dean in some bands. He was always talking about him. And he may have mentioned Dr. Mastermind, but it's not familiar to us right off the bat. Mm-hmm. We're checking it yeah. out. Yeah. 
Um, definitely this, uh, this track stood out to me, um, domination, but it all sounds like some really good stuff, kind of, kind of in that early speed metal. Uh, but there's definitely some almost wasp like ballad type stuff going on, which I personally love. Um, but yeah, this is some pretty cool stuff to dig into. If you ask me, Dr. Mastermind, uh, with domination, it's from their album, Dr. Mastermind. And I guess the um, the literal mastermind of this whole outfit looks like he's still um, lurking and, and playing music. Um, so maybe you still run, will run into him. I think his name is Matt Matt McCourt. Yeah, that name sounds really familiar. Oh, yeah. Um, he was bass and vocals through the whole, um, you know, since uh, their demo in 84 till I think he's still ripping today. So awesome. cool. We'll, we'll check that out. In, yeah, we'll get into that for sure. It's cool. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, um, what is the next track that y'all are adding to the playlist? For our next track. Wow. Well, Metallica. Yeah. We got to put some Metallica in there. So. Yeah, we had a hard time picking songs because we had all these classic rock with so many bands. <laughs> we, had, we avoided Maiden and Priest and went with Metallica, Phantom Lord. Um, oh yeah because yeah. i just love that song i just think it's a really cool song um it's got all the things i want from metallica it's you know it's that first album fucking riffs just the the whole the uh the, the whole song yeah the, the, the theme of the song totally you know devils and demons and phantom lords come in and all that we mm -hmm. just love it composition is awesome and that's where we came from that's our roots for sure so you don't know phantom lord Listen to Metallica. what are you doing <laughs> what is going yeah on? i haven't heard <laughs> i haven't heard this before so i don't know the veracity of it but um so it was named after one of james hetfield's bands before metallica i personally had never heard of that but but if he was in a band called phantom lord that's pretty sweet because <laughs> cool. that would have been what he's like 16 or something <laughs> Yeah, actually, there's a, so much history I've been digging into about, you know, Mustaine and Hetfield and all their old bands and how. Yeah, you know, uh, James Martin crossed paths with them, too. Or, um, no, wait, what's his name? From Faith No More. Um, the, the guitar player or the drummer? Yeah, the guitar player. Uh, with the he had those glasses he was, with, he was in a band with hetfield before i think that's right yeah. i think and cliff cliff burton maybe oh, they had cliff like some footage of a three-piece yeah down in the bay area that's just in the south bay from where we grew up yeah nice awesome jim is it jim martin that yeah. sounds right jim martin you got it jim martin and, and cliff burton they were it was called god man agents of misfortune yeah that sounds right yeah, yeah. misfortune they're totally in like a you know a, a high school like a auditorium. auditorium just cranking out riffs you yeah know? and i think they even yeah anesthesia pulling teeth like the burton already had a lot of the riffs on uh -huh. he, he definitely did some bass solos i think um early on yeah. and actually some of those that are Basically, it just almost sounds like, you know, like classic rock guitar soloing, but on bass that still nobody's really done much of. Right. 
yeah, he was definitely like very guitar player Ish, style. Lead bass yeah. Kind of yeah. Thing. yeah. Um sweet. Uh, Eric, what's uh, what's your next turn? Yeah. Um my next one is from Accept and this is Restless and Wild. Awesome. So it, it just came on uh the radio this week and I was driving my kid around doing who knows what and I just was like fuck the song's so good. So I was like, I need to put this on the playlist this week. Oh, a whole album's a ripper. <laughs> yeah. I just uh I don't know, except is a weird one for me. I um I didn't have anything against them or anything. I just didn't listen to them a lot. I sent balls to the wall uh mm-hmm. when we were growing up and then over the last decade or so they just keep climbing up in my ranks. Like every time I put them on, I just find some song I didn't know before. I'm just like, damn, this they're really good. So, yeah, I think the first I had like a double I don't know if it was like one of those things where you got two CDs in one, but it was Breaker and Restless days. and Wild. And I both of those are sick. Um, I love both those albums. Yeah, they just keep climbing up. Just every time I find some, I turn over some rock and hear a song. I just, for whatever reason, never just sat and listened to before. Maybe I listened to it, but never fully paid attention. And then, yeah, they just keep climbing my, my, uh, my charts my personal metal charts so um yeah i had to get them on here so except with restless and wild <laughs> this oh. one this one bit this little tagline was weird that you know some people put out there it says after the unsuccessful attempt of commercialism on i'm a rebel <laughs> it's just weird to think that i'm a rebel was an attempt at commercialism <laughs> at some like that's a pretty commercial was pretty fucking cool in uh you know 1979 if that was what commercialism was or else it was a really horrible attempt <laughs> one of the two <laughs> what are they referring oh <laughs> uh, yeah apparently um they had uh um alex young must have been doing something there was some connection to uh to the young brothers of ACDC oh. on that record. I remember, um, I think like producing, uh, like if you really want to get commercial, you need, uh, you know, one of the young brothers, which is weird to think about, but yeah, um, it was like George Young or Alex Young, one of the two. Uh, but yeah, that's wild. Um, I got to see that balls to the wall tour. Actually, it was pretty, nice i was still young it was just like again i i've seen it i've seen except and udo but never together but they were both really great nights um yeah i i I think it's pretty amazing that he ever had that voice but the fact that he still has it to a certain extent is pretty fucking awesome (laughs) identifiable yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, and it did kind of have, like, if you had to have someone else to compare it to, I think Bon Scott would be, like, somewhere in there. But, but yeah, very unique anyway. Unique, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, my uh, my next track um, comes. So I, I did do uh, a dive into bands from Oregon or that spent a lot of time there. Um, next one is a band we've actually shared the stage with uh, a couple times. It's Red Fang. Uh, this song is called Fonzie Scheme from their album Arrows. And um, 
you know, I couldn't tell from the lyrics if the, it was a um, much of a tribute to the Fonz, but <laughs> but uh, Fonzie Scheme by Red Fang. This is the latest um, from the latest album that they put out uh, called Arrows, and I I love this track. It's just very um, ripping, rocking, raw. Um, grooving and they just seem like some i know from our experience with them there were some cool cats and uh yeah crank it red fang with fonzie scheme from arrows and uh we'll go with uh with uh, y'all's next track grand magus yeah yeah say. grand magus uh Let's see what album this is. Grand Magus. It's uh, Never Learned. Never Learned. I'm going to tell you the album. I got to look up which album. It's on one of the early albums. Uh, we used to cover this song as Disenchanter back in the day. These guys in the very are, beginning, yeah. Yeah, it's from uh, the self-titled album, Grand Magus. These guys are like, have you guys heard Grand Magus? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I think the first time I heard them, I, me and Eric were in a band together and someone like told us like, well, that sounds sounds like Grand Megas, and I had not heard Grand Megas. But then once I looked them up and listened to it, I was like, "Wow, that was a a, a weighty compliment." Oh, um, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rippers definitely got that stoner doom and metal thing going on. Big vocals, yeah, yeah, nice riffs. Yeah, we're we're big fans of Grand Megas. They don't. They've never really, they've only come to the States a couple of times. We got to see them a couple of years ago here in Portland. They came through. Nice. Were they on their own tour or part of the like uh, festival? They were, they were with like four other bands, um, Amon Amarth Amarth. and a bunch of other bands. Oh, yeah. That we would be, that... showed up to see Grand Magus. They opened the show. They only played like 30 minutes, but man, it was it was killer yeah that's wild and it's wild to see those types of shows too right where like the the band to you which is is legendary but then they're like the opening part of the festivities that's always makes for a wild uh phenomenon but but then also like you know when they get to pick like what five songs or four songs or something it's interesting to see what four songs they present yeah (laughs) There's you. I just want to hear them for ninety minutes. You know. Yeah, for sure. Everything, and <laughs> you know, they're not. They're not. They put out quite a few albums, and they've been around a while. So it's not like they're uh, it's not kids like they anymore. Have, no. You know, they're just older fellows. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would. I would love to um, to cross paths with them. That's for sure. Yeah, one of our faves for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, what's your next turn? Yeah. Uh, my next one is from a band called Starbenders. Um, I hadn't heard of them um until recently for whatever reason. Um, this song is called The Game, and it's from their new record that came out uh just recently this year. And um I guess I mean it's it's hard rock kind of veering into metal. Um, it's got really big hooks. It's definitely old school influence. It's definitely a, a lot of like glam rock in there. Um, you can tell they love that stuff, but just really good songs, really catchy. I've um, only had the time to listen to um, pretty much the first half of their new record, but I definitely want to check it out and check out some of their old stuff. 
Um, but yeah, I it seems like this is a really big turning point for them. Um, from what I thumbed through of their um, older catalogs, it seems like this is a really special one for them from what I've uh, gathered. So yeah, um, definitely check out Starbenders. Um, they're everything they got. And this song is called The Game. Um, it opens their new record. And yeah, really impressed with these guys. So I'm definitely going to listen to some more of them. Nice. Check them out for sure. Um, this was another pleasant surprise for me. And um, and uh, so this also is a Oregon-based uh, Wild Dogs with Reign of Terror. And this is the title track from the album um, Reign of Terror. And uh, Wild Dogs, I would say, so this was like formed in 81. Um, Northern and yeah yeah so you've you've heard of these cats to some degree i definitely not the dude we know oh someone else named matt mccourt no there's a dude named pete holmes in the band and i believe that's the same name as the guitar player for black wolf oh for black wolf is that right ah oh yeah it sounds like drummer pete holmes was lured away to play with black and blue Oh, there you oh, go. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he was Those drummers, Nick Super yeah. too. <laughs> but apparently they've... Uh... He's at one of our shows. Oh, and Dean Castronova. Dean Castronova again. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, this one, Reign of Terror, was on Enigma Records in 1987. Um, and this track is was sounding sick to me. It's the title track called Reign of Terror. Um, I want to say actually that when I was young, that um, there was some Hetfield interview where he dropped this band. I could be confused with something else, but uh, it definitely sounds like that could have been something he was digging on. And I think some of the dudes did tour with um, Slayer and Metal Church and Raven and all that. So they definitely probably crossed paths at some point. Um, apparently, yeah, it says. Uh, had quite the stage presence with uh, Castronova's stick twirling and juggling and um, <laughs> McCourt's use of spiked baseball bats, blow-up dolls, and other props. <laughs> so, so yeah, apparently, uh, you know, it was a good time there at the Wild Dog Show. Cool. Yep. <laughs> they recorded a lot of good bands. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, move on to the next track we're adding to the playlist. Yeah, our next track is Mastery by Misdemeanor off their self-released album. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Misdemeanor. Uh, actually, I have not, but I uh -huh. always love when uh, we add something to the playlist that I haven't. Misdemeanor is probably one of our favorite mm -hmm. bands one of our biggest influences, even for Disenchanter. It's an all-female band from Sweden. I don't know. Check out when their first album came out, what year it was. Oh, yeah. And it's just all riffs, man. It's all just solid, straight-ahead riffs all the way through. Oh, um, nice. Um, yeah, no, I have not crossed paths with this. Um... I never get tired of this album. They've had some others albums but this is the one the self-titled i mean uh, yeah self-titled came out in 97 in 97 nope that's the that's the that's... ep is that it here it is 2002 the first thing that came up to me was a hmm. ufo album misdemeanor yeah. which i never actually must have dug into this album either. yeah you're gonna find a bunch of misdemeanor <laughs> missy elliott too that'll yeah. pop up to, to <laughs> 
but it's yeah, a, but I guess it was 2002, 2002. It came out, so it's like it, it would seem newer, but it's right around that time when Down yeah. was coming out and mm. the Sword and Down nice. and the other acts were coming around. Yeah, uh, I feel like that that decade there, there was actually some really great rock and metal because there, like a lot of popular music, took a a really weird turn that I was not really a fan of, and then the bands that were just like gripping it and ripping it um were pretty fucking good <laughs> yep transitioning yeah no awesome yeah we'll definitely <laughs> dig into these cats and what was that track called again uh it's called mastery mastery sweets yeah. we're big on the swedish stoner rock metal oh yeah lots of good stuff there um eric what's uh what's your next track yeah, um, this is Burning Witches, and I've been a fan of them for a couple records now. Um, this new song is Evil Witch, which is uh, one of their singles, and they did a really awesome video for it. And um, yeah, it's just it's really cool to see them, um, you know, climb up the ranks, um, you know, as they've gotten better and better and gotten more of a following. And it's cool for them to really make this awesome um this video and it's got yeah speaking of switzerland that's where they're from yeah yeah and um yeah this band's awesome and they just keep getting better and it's really awesome to see their star rise and um get to make uh, an awesome video like this and and promote it so i'm really um happy for them and they kick ass and deserve all the um attention they're getting and yeah i'm really excited to see them hit the road and uh, support this new record sweet awesome yeah um yeah i have a couple i think four of their albums and i know one had um they did man of war battle him and ross the boss played on it as well yeah um, i remember that yeah i thought that was a pretty sweet um pretty I, I, if you can uh capture the majesty of battle hem my sword is definitely raised to to you exactly. <laughs> the um uh yeah no totally sweet I, yeah and I actually i think most i got their most recent album in the mail not too long ago so sweet yeah it's a rad um, cover too yeah um rounding out my picks um another band we've shared the stage with uh believe a couple of times uh it's toxic holocaust with new world beyond from nice. primal future and um this definitely sounds like they they were on a sci-fi kick when uh they did this whole album actually but definitely this song and uh there's a video for it um it's their their latest um record um and uh yeah i don't think i think that yeah i guess their origin was in in oregon and um yep got a lot of familiar names here yeah joel grime tyler becker and rob gray are the current uh current members um but yeah sweet sweet video uh just thrashing uh good time and uh yeah awesome hard to go to a toxic holocaust set without uh thrashing and partying we actually know some of the dudes who played in the band for a little while eric eisenhower and we know tyler from their previous they played in a local band called where squatch 
<laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of the name. And they were just super thrash, killer thrash, solid. Yeah. Yeah. And they were, nice. Eric was in the band for a year, and well, Tyler's their drummer. Toxic Holocaust. 2018. Yeah. yeah. So for, for Toxic Holocaust. Yeah. I knew the name was familiar yeah, from that. Yeah. Totally. Sweet. Good, good pick. And Joel Grind. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We'll have to try to dig up some wear squatch as well. Totally. Yep. <laughs> and what was the um, track that you pick? What was the track called? Uh, it was from their latest record and it is called. Um, new world beyond from the album is called primal future awesome um but yeah they did a music video for this one um and it seems like they keep getting uh, a little more and more into the uh, music videos and the production on them so it's pretty cool yeah um and what uh what is the next pick um we're adding to the playlist We've got Slayers South of Heaven off. Hell yeah. Heaven. <laughs> yeah. We really dig this album. It's the one they slowed down a little bit. Still got their melodic, the melodic approach they were doing on the albums before that. Um, the intro is just fucking epic. Yeah, I just love this. Wow. Big intros, instrumental stuff, and... Mm -hmm. I just love this era of Slayer. This was like the last, for me, this is the last Slayer album that was still really melodic. Um, I feel, yeah, anybody that hears that intro, if you know Slayer, like you're getting, you're ready to get fucking down. It's a good one to roll around with the windows down, the stereo yeah. cranked out and scaring <laughs> people. And if you don't know Slayer, I like to think you are now a Slayer fan after you heard that intro. It'll definitely yeah, it'll tell you yes or no. If not, you're just you're just not cool. You're yeah, then you're lame. <laughs> yeah, and then Classic there's that critic. sweet priest cover on that album too. Yeah, that yeah. album. I saw that tour too, and they did I saw it with Priest. Oh shit. Band, so they did aggressive perfector, right? And then Priest did What's that other song with that priest song with the title similar to that? Some others, I forget what it is. is Dissident Aggressor. Yes, yes. So uh, make the, they both did it. What they were, you know, either band did those songs. <laughs> Sometimes bands get mad at that. I wonder what um, Priest was thinking if they if they were like cool or if they're like not cool. <laughs> it, I had to get out of the pit after every Slayer song just to catch my breath. Man, it was so. Yeah, but. <laughs> that would be a sweet time to see them as you know knowing it's gonna be from you know one of a few albums that are all pretty fucking nasty yeah i'm pretty sure that was defenders of the faith as well Damn. defenders in south of heaven yeah and i definitely have respect for those bands like you know priest and then slayer became that but like where they they have bands that like are pushing it and and like rivaling them open for them instead of like being intimidated by it they're like all right let's uh, you know almost like push each other kind of tough to have slayer open for you huh yeah yeah right <laughs> yeah i would think so <laughs> but hey you're priests so they're like we're Judas priest so yeah we're the fucking gods oh god <laughs> <laughs> yeah and Eric, what is your 
track rounding out the uh, the playlist for the Stone Phoenix episode. Yeah, I actually picked one of you guys' songs, um, 20th Century Superman, and I was really liking this one. Um, yeah, Mark turned me on to you guys, um, so I've been listening to you this week, and it's um, it's funny that you said the Kiss influence or uh, being in the Kiss band prior, because I definitely um, hearing that Kiss vibe come through, just kind of the groove and the um yeah i don't know how to say it just you can feel the kiss there's kiss love in there um but yeah the songs the riffs great um the song's really catchy and uh definitely want to add it to our playlist and happy to so really kick-ass song cool thanks i think that was the first one we wrote first one we jammed on right yeah i was grooving um yeah, and I guess is there if there is anything that comes to mind about uh, the recording of these tracks or uh, any of the songs on the album that you you wanted to talk about, uh, go right ahead. We would be happy to hear that. Uh, we recorded them with our friend Ian McAlpine at his Gone Recording Studios, which is basically at his house, and we've recorded with him before. We recorded a couple of Disenchanter singles, really easy recording sessions. We worked. I I told him. We could probably knock them all out in a day and it ended up taking like, you know, three months to do the whole thing. Um, other than that, you know, we just really like, we just really had fun recording this album. We tried to, like you said about the kiss thing, we tried to throw in a lot of references to the music we like. Um, yeah. We try to be, we don't try to like, you know, rip anything off or anything like that, but we try to throw in obvious references and um, there are a lot, of obvious references in the songs and it, I, I we put intros on all the songs too each song has an intro to it and we try to we try to make it fun you know instead of trying to be too serious about this we wanted to have fun with it yeah so we had a lot of fun with it yeah was that um what was the inspiration for that love theme edition i know um what is a there's that old uh romeo and juliet love theme there's song. actually there's a Kiss song called Love Theme from Kiss. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we were writing that song, Love Theme, and it's kind of a, you know, it's 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 it's, it's more like a breakup song, but it was kind of a sarcastic love theme. It's a love, it, the theme about it is love. But oh, right. then we, oh, yeah, I somehow, oh, yeah, because it's an instrumental. I was like, I forgot about that from the first Kiss record. Yeah. yeah, and there's and actually, if you listen to on, you guys have listened to. I guess you've listened to it. So on on Riot Time, there's a little intro where we throw a, a Disenchanter song in there at the very beginning. Yeah, that's nice. supposed to be throwing out to Detroit Rock City when they started the <laughs> broadcast. Right, I heard that. Yeah, it's like a shower going stuff, like the radio. Yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah that's it's, cool. It's going to school. Yeah, and even for 20th Century Superman, it's you know you when we came up with the name that's just those weren't the original lyrics we had a totally different idea for the song and those lyrics just happened and that's what the song became Marched but in. you know you've got 20th century schizoid man you've got what's that kiss tune uh ace freely songs like 21st century oh something. yeah oh century 2000 man, 2000, 2000 man yeah, yeah 2000 man almost every uh -huh. song defilers you know that's a very priesty thing um what else is there? What what's the other red feather? Uh, oh, was red feather about the superhero or something else? No, that's just about a skeleton guy that rides on his motorcycle and goes out cruising around on his bike, causing shit, causing trouble. <laughs> <laughs> the 
different chicks. Uh, we we were originally a little more thematic about it. Like we have all these stories about Red Feather and what he does, and yeah. he's supposed to be having this. He's like representative of death, and then the Phoenix is representative of life, and they're supposed to be having this thing. But you know what? That was just too heady for us. So we just, <laughs> we just rolled with it. It's just that's like the ACDC corrosion song on the album. You know, it's yeah. Rock I like song. I like that he's just out there causing shit. That that uh, works for me. <laughs> What's that? That's it. Yeah. So we just tried to, you know, even the cover of the album, you know, we wanted to be a little playful and fun with it and yeah. Throw out to the everything that influenced us growing up and just to, an you know, homage. And nowadays it's this whole new world order thing is coming back around and you know, we yeah. actually we actually grew up in it. We went to high school in the eight, in the early eighties, mid eighties. So we actually were right there when yeah it all kind of started almost like a few years after 84, 85, 86, mm-hmm. but we were right there and to see it kind of come back has been interesting and <laughs> fun, you know? Um, yeah. When we, we always play hard and fast with the rules. So we'll add a, a disenchanter track as well what's uh i guess you guys can both pick one what uh what's one stand out to you that uh you know has some meaning to you or some story you can both add a disenchanter track let's get into it what would you, what would, what would you pick? oh from disenchanter yeah what disenchanter? yeah we'll add some disenchanter to the playlist yeah, also. I would love but you know there's probably the one that's most appropriate to choose as a play playlist yeah. song like a well can do one of each <laughs> strength of steel yeah. probably on strength of steel anything on strength of yeah. steel 792 is good too no but on strength of steel we like... have so many stories about <laughs> disenchanter songs too i mean we put a lot of our, <laughs> we put a lot of our heart into those albums there's three releases and it's like we just put a lot into it a lot of the songs are like you know all of our songs are like six to 12 minutes long in <laughs> either band they're always like 10 minute long songs <laughs> on strength of steel is a little shorter um i just you know i i don't know for disenchanter we like to live up to the name of the band which is to destroy illusions to disappoint to you know tell you the <laughs> kind of blow the break story, the spell. break yeah. the spell and all the songs yeah too they all have a little bit of a a personal note attached to each one on strength of steel is from the full length yeah. um strange creations. strange creations and it's about the idea is there's one lone warrior left on the battlefield all her enemies are dead all her allies are dead and then over the hills there's coming a huge army that she has to face all on her own and so that's the idea is one against, you know, an infinite number of adversaries and standing up for yourself and standing up for your your principles and things like that, yeah. regardless of the opposition. So that's the idea behind that. I think it's the idea behind the whole band yeah, is to kind of like take yeah. your power back and be positive. And, and um, we tried to, you know, we never have like, I don't know, you'll notice in all of our songs, there's nothing like, you know, head ripping this and, you know, <laughs> murder and mayhem. There's none of that. It's all pretty positive, even though the it's heavy and dark, sometimes dark. It's not um, graphic necessarily or anything like that. So we, yeah. really, like, we really try to empower yeah. everyone without being, uh, you know, 
I don't, I don't like the empowerment Too thing obvious yeah, about... without implying you're, yeah. you're weak to begin with. It's like no, yeah. group, no group or cultiness to it, but yeah. yeah. On strength of steel would be a good straight ahead rock song that we really like a lot. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. I love all those songs though. Yeah. And I actually have that LP so I can even play the, play the drop the needle on that one. Get it crunchy. Yeah. Um then one I'll I'll actually add a long one, uh Snakes of the Earth. A long nice. one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun one. So that is uh to me, yeah, I love I every time I I love the whole album, but when I uh it's a strong closer, I will say that. You know what that was? Um, yeah, any memories about uh about that one? It's it's pretty much derived from Conan, yeah. the, the movie with Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, um, sweet. That one we threw on the album late, actually. That song and Strange, uh, Strange Creations, the title track, we threw on. We were only, we were only going to do five songs, and we added those at the end. And that one was tricky. It has a lot of ups and downs in it. Yeah, slow parts, and you know. It's got the riffy part, and then it's got the instrumentally thing in the end with the high singing and stuff. It was it was pretty dynamic, challenging to record. I'm glad we put it on the album though, because you know it's there. at least it's there. Yeah, yeah. And that, that well, was- I'm I'm glad for one as well. <laughs> awesome. uh, very sick, and um, yeah, it is awesome that we could uh, cross paths again. Thanks yeah. so much for spending some time with us here on heavy radio sabine stringenberg and joey demartini check out stone phoenix hot off the press um and uh, yeah Bandcamp sounds like the best place to support these cats and uh keep in touch and yeah we hope to see you out on the road yeah i hope so we'll definitely keep in touch and let you know when we come out that way absolutely definitely so yeah heavy radio Uh, This has been the Stoned Phoenix episode, and definitely check this. uh, Got a lot of good stuff to dig into here. Um, So, yeah, crank that new Stoned Phoenix. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you.